coming up on Thunder Pop. This is the 113th episode of the Thunder Pop podcast, and I'm Stephen Presley, and sitting across the room from me, the one and only Johnny Lightfoot. Yes, indeed. And it's Wednesday, December 4th, which means we've got 15 days till yeah. the rise of Skywalker. Yep. Which is going to go by pretty quick. Yeah, it is. 15 days. So about just over two weeks. And I'm talking about for the Thursday. Um, I, think, I think they consider those the sneak preview screenings mm-hmm. on Thursday because it starts, they start screening. But they, they'll start early on Thursday. Uh, six o'clock. That's when my first one is six. Yeah, six o'clock. Are you going to go twice the first night? Yeah, I'm going six o'clock up at uh, Lakeline. Yeah. And then like a 1030 off at South Lamar. Oh, you're going to go to two different locations. Yeah, and then uh, Friday, I'll do a, a 12 o'clock, like an afternoon by myself. On the next day. Yeah, and then a 5 o'clock at uh, Flicks. So you'll have four by 48 hours yeah. in. Yep. And you always do that, too. You go out with, with friends or whomever on the, the first one, and it's kind of a fun mm-hmm. you know, party. Yep. And then, and then, you know, like I do like sometimes you you even do cosplay like you did with the the first of the this trilogy, mm-hmm. and then the next day you do the one by yourself because that's the one where you really like oh, yeah. to get in there and kind of see the things you missed, new little details. It's kind of more of an anal- analyzing the movie at that point. Oh yeah, most definitely. And then that gives me a, a kind of a night to sleep on it, soak it in, and then <clears throat> yeah, go back in uh, bright and bushy tailed the next day. Did do you have trouble sleeping after a new Star Wars movie, like going home and, and going right to sleep, or you have, you're laying in bed thinking about what you just saw? Uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, it really depends on the day. Yeah. Uh, guaranteed, due to work, I'll probably be up early that day mm-hmm. anyway. So I'm sure. Yeah. By the time that 10:30 gets out and I make way my way back north, I'm sure I'll be ready to go to bed. Yeah. I'm gonna do, and I've done this six o'clock. I think for the last couple. This time around, because uh, because my son is going to bed later and later now, mm-hmm. his bedtime is almost pushing eight o'clock now, and I just don't like missing those those you know tuck ins. So I'm gonna I'm I've got going to like a nine o'clock mm. for my first viewing of it, which I'm actually I hate that because I I'm worried about some you know some asshole yeah coming out of the theater, and so I, if I have to, I'm gonna literally walk in the theater with my Bluetooth headphones, blasting some music. <laughs> Yeah, I think the nice thing about, because the past couple I've had to go to like that 9, 30, 10 o'clock mm-hmm. showing just due to work and everything. Yeah, so but, you've, had, uh, you've been there, you know, you know how that feels. usually I would try to arrive like, usually I'm somebody who gets there pretty early, mm-hmm. but for those I was trying to arrive like right when it was time to just go into the theater and just, yeah. just walk straight in. Yeah, yeah. Just don't even look anybody in the face to see a grin or see a tear or see a, any any. Red in the face or whatever mm-hmm. emotion you don't want to to destroy to kind of uh, drive your attention one way or the other mm-hmm. and for what may have may or may not have happened mm-hmm. in the film and how it may have ended uh, or someone coming out yelling saying what in the hell happened or something you know just anything so as you may have already guessed by this discussion we are going to discuss the rise of Skywalker and we're going to, to uh, focus a lot on the new TV promos that have been coming out almost seems like every few days something new drops yeah i mean i i try not to even i've been trying i haven't even stuck around during commercials if mm-hmm. the football game's on abc yeah uh 
So I'm kind of screwing it up if I play any of these for you. Oh, no. That's to... the commitment, man. Yeah. So this is genuine first reactions to any of these. So well, That's even we'll better. See. So we'll yeah, see. And for me, and too. I, I, the thing I, I trust is I didn't trust so much with Ryan, but mm-hmm. JJ tends to not let anything out that could be even hint at what could happen. Spoilery. So my hope is in any of these yeah. TV spots that there's nothing in there that I could use to deduce anything. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna start make, calling Ryan Johnson the Mark Ruffalo of Star Wars, yeah, or the Tom Holland of Star Wars, because he leaked um, a thing with the Mandalorian, or possibly leaked something with the Mandalorian recently. Uh, he was on the set, and uh, he was taking a tour. And he's like a huge fan of the show, like we all are, and I assume you as well. Oh gosh, I've watched every episode multiple times. Yeah. Huge fan, and uh, I have no, no complaints about that show. The only thing I have I had complained about was on this last episode, it kept freezing up on me about 15 minutes in, and I had, uh, and then what it, it would skip 20 minutes, mm. and it kept doing that over and over again. So I finally had to close it down, open it back up. So it went from like where the uh, the two farmers go uh, to see Mando uh, yeah. to ask him for help and try to hire him. It skipped from that to like where the burning fire with uh, Mando and and um, Cara Dune. Yeah, so I was like, "Oh God, why is it doing that? Why is it doing that?" This is like the time I used to try to DVR football games, and I would accidentally on my own skip to the fourth quarter yeah. and see the score. So I don't do that anymore with football games. But yeah, that that was the only thing. It was a glitch. I'm I'm assuming it's a new the new platform. Occasionally, yeah. occasionally has some glitches. I mean, they're working out a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. I don't even think they've put the update on there yet to where it's like where you can go back to where you left off. Yeah, no, that was something they were going to add later, I think. Because, they- yeah, in, in none of the TV shows still, and it's been out over almost a month now, like you, you watch the TV show and then you go back into the app, it doesn't hold where you were. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, you're watching an older TV show that has multiple seasons, like Clone Wars. Yeah. You better remember what episode you left off. Yeah, you keep track of it yourself. Yeah, there, and that'll be that'll be added later. It's it's still kind of a, a work in progress. Um, but yeah, right after this, Star Wars TV promos, and maybe maybe Johnny will drop a a huge uh, bomb on us of a like oh my god prediction. Yeah, because he predicted just if you if you're keeping score, Force Awakens, he predicted the death of Han Solo. That's the big one. Way before anyone else. And then the last one, I, I think you might have predicted, was it Luke Skywalker's death or was it something else we uh, predicted? I did say Luke was going to be toast. You were correct about that. Um, it wasn't as soon, because Luke, I had heard from other people, Han was kind of one where I hadn't heard anybody saying that. And yeah. it was just one of those things I remember. I was like, he's too happy at these press stuff. Yes. You read between the lines. Yeah. And how he was, and his, his rep was that he hated, was, was like done with it. And you kind of piece it together from what where everything that had happened with where he had asked George Lucas years ago to kill Han Solo off. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back and, yeah, just sort of kind of figured it all out and pieced it together. Well, right after this, Star Wars, the Rise of Skywalker TV promos. Star Wars. 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 
Star Wars! Star Wars! Star Wars! Star Wars! Star Wars! Yeah, um, here it is, one thirteen, and so yeah, we're gonna dive right into this. And our our review in the trailer to open the show will be just one of these Star Wars TV promos, and the one I picked out to start off with is the Rise of Skywalker. It's entitled "Celebrate." Celebrate. Yeah. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. On December 20th, the saga will end. Hold on! Let the final battle begin. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Get tickets now. This film not yet rated. Hmm. I'm, I'm assuming probably PG-13. Were the last two PG-13s? Yeah. They were considered PG. It was, that's the most surprising thing about Mandalorian. From what I understand, it's considered PG. Is it? Yeah. I, I would have thought TV-14, especially the way he, he cooked that one stormtrooper alive. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I might have read that wrong somewhere, but I thought I had read that they, they actually rated it as a PG, which I'm really like, well, it's close. It's cutting it close, I would think, at the very yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's a, like when he torched that Jawa. Yeah, he torched the Jawa, threw him off the 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 walk, the little trail walker thing. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, I, that's if that's that's true. That's what I I'll have to go back and double check that. So this one, this is a quick one, just a quick mm-hmm. little hit that we got here, and then we see again the three PO with the red eyes glowing. Um, a new theory I read on that today on the three PO is that. So there's a we're gonna get to another TV promo where we see the Sith uh, artifact mm-hmm. that Ray's holding. Maybe I'll just go ahead and get to that first before I talk about what I read today. Here it is. is it that that uh, that dagger, the Sith dagger, and you actually see you actually see Ray, this this uh, promo Ray holding the Sith dagger. Uh huh. It's too dangerous, Finn. I need to go alone. We're all in this till the end. We've got friends out there. Good people will fight if we lead them. They've taken enough of us. Now we take the war to them. Let the final battle begin. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Get tickets now. Yeah. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. So we see that st- we saw that still there. That was the uh, thumbnail that they used at the front of it. With her holding the Sith dagger, so I've heard that that's how we're going to get led to the return of Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Is uh, that she finds a Sith dagger, and then also I what I read is a theory. Of course, these are theories. I read this. This is not 
J.J. Abrams telling us what's going to happen mm-hmm. in an interview. So the theory I read today that was most interesting was that the Sith Dagger was going to be um, sort of a clue to lead them to bringing back the spirit or mm-hmm. the Force Ghost of the Sith Ghost mm-hmm. of Palpatine via that that artifact. And then the three PO connection is that they have to reprogram him to be able to read the the uh, ins- the the encryption the um, on the uh, dagger. Interesting. Yeah, and so so an old version of the three PO unit, an old program that is able to read that, I guess huh. somehow. And yeah. I would assume then he gets reprogrammed, and then when they they reprogram him, the reprogrammed version is like a, a suddenly a badass. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that's that's definitely happening. Um, that was my first th- thought when I saw him with the red eyes. Was yeah, he's he's having himself reprogrammed so he can help fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it was it's actually a, like a decision he makes to to do that, mm-hmm. um, which would turn him into much like um, Doctor Afra's droid that goes mm-hmm. along with her. So I think it, it it would be really neat, and then also I already have a figure that's a Target exclusive, yeah, of him with Chewie's bandolier. I've seen that photo, and a, yeah, and a crossbow, and then he comes with that little guy mm-hmm. who is apparently like a master like droid programmer. This is the new uh, the new droid. That they're going to bring out the one that no, is it's a, he's a little guy. He's oh, it's an actual little guy. Yeah, oh, it's a little no, person. Yeah, the little guy. Sitting, yes, yeah, yes. By. Yeah. So apparently he's like a master, like droid programmer, and so that's what he's doing. Is he's back there messing with three PO. He messes with three PO. That's when he says his goodbye in that first mm-hmm. that one trailer we see saying goodbye to my friends, and then there he is. So yeah, so there's a you know some could be something there. That connects it, um, and then I mean I know some people think he'd get reprogrammed back to the three PO. Well, we all, the other thing is he's been reprogrammed before. Yeah, at the end of uh, episode three, exactly. Uh, Leia's dad, Bail Organa, has him reprogrammed, which is how you explain him not connecting Luke to Anakin, and that he knew you know he was yeah. you know he was he but not R two though. Yeah, but R two. Uh, chose to hold that information yeah or to somehow kept that on the down low and just just uh didn't didn't discuss it so yeah so there's that there's with the the, uh and we see kind of finn and ray and sort of a similar theme that we've seen between the two of them before where finn doesn't like being left like ray going off and leaving Mm -hmm. him behind he wants to go help Uh, so we see more of that so what do we have here? With all the things we've seen, these these promos and trailers and all this, um, anything that any surprises? I mean, nothing really. I mean, we get more shots of the same location. So like that mm-hmm. planet with the water and the rain where they're obviously going to battle. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that battle isn't the final battle. I'm wondering if that Ray-Kylo battle happens somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It, they make it, I think it's presented to make people think that this is the big epic battle at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. But I get the impression, too, much like I had I'd felt with uh, Creed 2, where they there was going to be uh, the fight that we saw where he gets beat up was going to be early in the film, mm-hmm. and then the whole movie was going to be him trying to get back to where he could fight again. Yeah. And, and challenge and fight Drago's son again. So I think this is where... I, that, that could be, you know, in the first... 
uh, first section of the film, like the first, like, you know, not the middle, maybe like in the first uh, hour, at least, I would say. Yeah. And then, I mean, I've also had thoughts like, what if that that's in the middle and, hey, she's the first hero who she hasn't lost a limb or gotten hurt yet? Yeah. Or what if she loses a hand or something and that's mm-hmm. where Dark Ray comes from? Hmm. Like somehow that, that ignites the Dark Ray? Well, that she's a uh, dark ray is a, is a clone of Ray. Oh, I see. By losing her hand, that her. hand is re- re- somehow retrieved, and then they 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 clone her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and cloning cloning is something that's it's it's in there. It's in there. It's and been around. It's it's something I've also heard whispers in reference to Baby Yoda being a clone. Yeah. of Yoda. Yeah, and that's that was my initial where I went to first was. That it didn't make sense that it was actually Yoda himself, mm-hmm. um, you know, because he it just didn't f- seem to work. Uh, a, a child, a spawn of Yoda, to me seemed a little bit far fetched. Yeah, I mean, I would say if you did that, then that would make him seem like one of the most hypocritical pers- people exactly. in the whole thing because he was always talking about um, like maintaining the Jedi way right. and telling Anakin you know, to to be mindful of all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a similar way I've thought about Obi-Wan. Like yeah. if Obi-Wan had an illegitimate child, right. it would kind of demean everything he stood for as well. Which is what kind of takes that, that whole theory that some people wanted Ray to be a Kenobi and somehow be, be a, you know, a to, granddaughter or daughter. Yeah, because, I mean, that, that's the thing is this child's 50 years old, which would have put it, it could have been created back in like the Clone Wars. Yeah, because it fits in the timeline for it to to. So it makes total sense that, that was, a, and because of the whole uh, pursuit by the Doctor, mm-hmm. and then them wanting to do these experiments or testing. Or yeah, whatever. and he has a patch of Camino. <clears throat> yeah, which is who built the clone army. Exactly. So there's there's just so many clues that seem to point or, the direction. Yeah, or is it just a child of Yoda's species that this Doctor wants to clone? Who knows? Yeah, and that's the other possibility. That w- that would make sense too. It totally makes sense. Is that maybe they would would make one everyone think that it already is a clone of Yoda, but then no, it's they want to use that that species because it's one of the last left mm-hmm. of that species, so they can clone it because of the midichlorian levels in that mm-hmm. species and then the potential of it being having all these these uh, powers. Um, so yeah, so there's that. Do you think that we will see a connection between? That taking over the internet, Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Ooh, baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, floating in the pod, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, levitating a horn monster, Baby Yoda. Uh, taking over the world, basically taking the world by storm, Baby yeah. Yoda. Yeah, LBY, Little Baby Yoda. Little baby. I already pre-ordered mine. Yeah, Little Baby Yoda. Is, I won't even get it until May of next year. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to be the big, it's probably the biggest pre-ordered thing right now in Star Wars. Yeah, I th- merchandising. It, you know what stinks that this is happening right before Christmas? Yeah. But it shows their commitment to keeping it a secret. Yeah. That they did they didn't even let them they didn't give manufacturers you know the the plans and pictures of mm-hmm. Baby Yoda until after the show came out because it would have been a huge spoiler. Everyone would have known that. Oh, but we're gonna get Baby Yoda in the Mandalorian. We're gonna and then there would have been. Because I mean, that, that's one of the that's one of the easiest way. And I think JJ mm-hmm. 
um, understands that about the toys is that is the biggest way that leaks get out is toys. Yeah. Because all it takes is one person over in China to take a picture in the factory. That's all it takes. And it's over. And sell it and or put it up on Reddit and then let the world just run with it. Mm-hmm. So they did a good job with that and keeping the Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda you know, uh, under wraps. But will Baby Yoda somehow surface in some capacity or be referenced in some capacity in The Rise of Skywalker? Is that being set up for that? That... That seems there are a couple different routes I could I would go is like did they use little baby Yoda's did they want little baby Yoda's DNA to try to help resurrect Palpatine like what mm, was that something yeah because uh, it's obvious Palpatine's on going to be on some sort of like chicken or like spider chair mm-hmm. like crawling around like is he going to be a floating head in a jar like what what is he. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, this is, you know, the final battle and all this stuff. And I think they asked JJ, like, was it always a plan to bring the emperor back? Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, it, well, it wasn't initially. It made sense because mm-hmm. he was in the prequel and the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't he continue? And I mean, you could even watch those six movies and think that's if you looked at it, it could be considered his story also, even though he doesn't show up in a new hope yeah yeah because he's one of the few he's one of the characters that has now been well will have been in all three t- trilogies mm-hmm. uh where you know luke wasn't well, well luke is barely in the first trilogy at the end we, mm-hmm. we the have little, the little baby luke the, the little baby luke uh, you know resurfaces for the first time and he's birthed but yeah so uh that that's something and yeah from what i understand it was not going to be uh it was not the plan of colin trevorrow to do the emperor, to do the mm-hmm. Palpatine right. direction, that was a JJ thing. That was mm-hmm. a JJ decision. Maybe JJ had it in the back of his mind when he was making Force Awakens, and and thought, oh, this would be something maybe down the road that I would. And then maybe he, when he met with Ryan Johnson, maybe that seed was planted. But with Colin Trevorrow, from what I understand, it was not going to be part of Colin Trevorrow's plan. Who knows? Maybe was it that one thing that maybe was the the divisive. Yeah, between you know the the division the division between what Colin Trevorrow was wanting to do and what Lucasfilm Kathleen Kennedy and the and the crew wanted to do. Yeah, and apparently there's a YA novel that the author was told to rewrite big portions of it mm, because he submitted it to Lucasfilm and this mm. was supposed to be part of the, like the gear up for Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, but he wrote it and there were parts in this novel that were actually in episode nine and they Mm -hmm. went back to him and were like you have to take this out this out and this out because those Mm. things are happening in the movie oh gosh it's funny how sometimes there are ideas that everybody has sort of kind of on the same wavelength with and then there's people ever there's other individuals have their own very unique idea but there's at least a few handfuls of things where everybody's sort of on that same uh same page as far as what they envision happening in this trilogy like what 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 they wanted to see yeah and i mean the novel's called force collector and it's about mm-hmm. like a young force sensitive who's traveling around gathering artifacts yeah and eventually like one of them leads to discovering the emperor yeah and i read pre force awakens a year before force awakens came out when fans were putting their own uh 
what they wanted the story to be mm-hmm. and, and their own versions of the script, what they would, were predicting would happen or what they were hoping would happen. And a lot of people were on the uh, Jedi artifact mm-hmm. ideas. And one of the scripts I had read was that The Force Awakens would have been uh, Luke now with a, uh, a band of young Jedis um, going around the, the galaxy trying to, to pursue these Jedi artifacts. But then they were being uh, chased down by a gang of Sith, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, dark soldiers, for, force dark, wielders, dark force people that were placed basically playing a game of, uh, of, uh, you know, let's who can get to the artifacts first. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the scripts I had or ideas for scripts I had read from one of the fans. So the artifact thing was something everybody was kind of wanting to see. We got a little hint of it in Force Awakens where he started to kind of when, when she goes in with uh, Maz Kanata leads her into that that, that dark the the cave the hallway ca- the hallway cave with the, with the lightsaber there's a little reference to the jedi artifacts the last movie with the books and the burning um with yoda and the jedi temple so this one is really gone kind of finally going in with it mm-hmm. finally so yeah so there's that the emperor um back in some capacity that's an interesting angle as if was it was it eventually Baby Yoda somehow how they were able to recreate Palpatine in the form of a clone or a recreation of him? That sort of a lab rat recreation mm-hmm. of Palpatine. One thing's for sure, they're not going to want to put anything in Rise of Skywalker that would be a spoiler for future Mandalorian. Correct. I would I would yeah. think. Not too much of a spoiler. No. Like especially going into the season finale for this year. Because mm-hmm. I believe they'll have one more episode of Mandalorian after the re- yeah it's going to be it's going to be a good week that week cuz yeah. you'll get the penultimate and then you'll mm-hmm. get rise of skywalker and then the finale just um, it's unbelievable probably one of the best weeks ever for star wars fans mm-hmm. all that coming out by the way um disney plus just announced that their star wars game show reality show uh that that is coming in the future uh did you hear about this i did not no yeah, I just read about it today. I think the news just dropped today, but they're they're going to have a uh, sort of a adventure kind of a reality game type show uh, where Star Wars fans can train to be a Jedi. Huh. And here's the best part: um, the actor that played Jar Jar Binks, Ahmad Best. Ahmad Best. I was trying to thank you. I'm glad you see the host. He's going to be the host, oh, okay. but he's going to work as the uh, the Jedi master that is overseeing the training of the younglings the jedis that are training in the game show um so yeah so that's going to be a a reality game show on disney plus in the future interesting i'm really glad to see a mod best get another shot yeah sort of a a a mod's redemption yeah mod best redemption definitely i mean it's not his fault that the creator made that character that way Mm -hmm. uh same way i think people have kind of gotten over Hayden Christensen mm-hmm. and invited it like they're embracing him back into yeah the Star Wars community. That's cool to see that. And he's and he's willing and been willing to participate. Uh that's a good segue. There's been a, there was talk about Anakin resurfacing in Rise yeah. of Skywalker. You know, maybe all of the Force Ghosts, maybe we see Liam Neeson. Yeah, I mean would would that be just too much to have a Force Ghost army in this movie? I don't know. I mean, it's supposed to be the end of the whole Skywalker yeah. saga. So, I mean, it does. It's not, and it, w- that would be a great segue into the Obi Wan show. Yeah, 
yeah. So the, yeah, exactly. Cause there could be something that could connect that a little bit into it. So yeah. And, and JJ has said multiple times, he keeps saying this movie is the plan with this movie is to connect all nine films in one movie and kind of wrap it all up, mm-hmm. which is a huge undertaking. Yes. So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how they, how they figured that out. Um, a couple of things I read. Another thing I read was a theory, um, that they had shot a scene. Again, this is all fans kind of make believe theories and, and, you know, ideas being thrown out there. So one of the things was that uh, if we get the Bendemption, which I think we're going to get the Bendemption. I, I do too. I, d- I don't want it because yeah. to me he's unredeemable. Yeah. But I, I think it's it's going to happen. Here's here's something though. He's unredeemable because he killed his dad, Han Solo. Yep. For that mostly, right? Mm-hmm. But if he had, what if he had been manipulated by the force yeah via palpatine himself yeah that could be a way they could work around that for for people because i would have some problem with that too for that reason it's hard for me to see him just all of a sudden work alongside finn and poe and ray and fighting the uh the dark the dark side yeah i i think it's mostly due to his connection with ray i don't think i Mm -hmm. i think he he cares nothing about her friends and comrades and wanting to help I think help them yeah yeah no it's just that connection that Ryan Johnson built between them yeah uh i mean jj kind of set it up at the end of force well, awakens yeah, but that was bit, yeah. that was still just two people who didn't know each other kind of poking at each other mm-hmm. you know obviously both of them not very you know not trained or anything just yeah. slashing all over the place and then we see that connection grow in the last jedi and then she shuts herself off from it, but then, you know, it's obvious based on some of these TV spots and mm-hmm. trailers that there's there's still something there because they're working together in some scenes, they're mm-hmm. fighting in other scenes. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting if it's a, let's work together, but then, hey, we got the artifact, you give it to me. No, I'm not giving it to you. Okay, we're going to fight mm-hmm. and then go our separate ways. And then maybe Kylo Ren finds out reviving the emperor or finding the emperor was a bad idea mm-hmm. and then it was like yeah. oh i need i need help and she's the only one that can help that has the the force strong enough to be able to you know, another thing i remember this might have been a theory you threw out uh, a while back was that what if or i read this somewhere what if han solo had grabbed the lightsaber and and forced it into his yeah, I remember us himself. talking about yeah. that as as if he wanted to relieve his son of that that pain. Because he well, he knew that if he didn't do it, he was going to be on the hot seat with uh, with Snoke for not doing his due diligence as a you know the dark side leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's supposed to kill his dad. You're not supposed to let your dad go. That means you still have too much light side. Oh yeah, and that they, you know, they also put it front and center that, uh, you know, Snoke and them still believe like, hey, you're you're not committed. Like he doesn't even they they don't give him a Sith title. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're he even refers to him as a boy. Mm-hmm. You know, playing, so playing dress up. There's a couple. Of, so there's a couple little ways they could they could present it. 
to where they could sell fans on the idea of him having the full-on Bendemption. Mm-hmm. Or it could be the angle where it's not a full-on Bendemption, like you said, but he does care about Ray because of their connection. Yeah. And maybe there's more... Self-sacrifice. Of a, yeah, self-sacrifice. So that for that reason, he you know he does what he does. Maybe it's also Anakin, the Force Ghost of Anakin, or the Force Ghost of Luke coming back and sort of getting into his head mm-hmm. a little bit that, that helps him finally make yeah. the, the turn. Uh, but one of the theories I heard was that they shot a, well, this is rumors that they had shot a scene with Anakin talking to um, to Kylo Ren, Ben, um, and somehow in the Millennium Falcon that the scene shot. Hmm. Well, actually, no, I take that back. It's shot. Well, he has a he goes he's a sleepy he's sleeping, and then in his sleep he is approached by the Force Ghost of Anakin who talks to him and is trying to talk some sense into him about. You know what? What he's yeah, what he's I mean, involved I've, in. I've even heard the theory. You know, Rise of Skywalker actually refers to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because technically, he, even though he's a solo, he is also the last Skywalker blood. He's fam. Yeah, he's fam. Either way. Uh, so even though he doesn't have the last name, well, then I heard that the, this is the rumor again that they tried tried it that way and they it wasn't quite working the way they hoped. They reshot it this time with him in his dream. See, oh, no, him having instead they changed it to where he has a near death experience. He uh, he's actually uh, hurt really bad in fight, and nearly dies. And while he's in kind of a coma or whatever you'd call it, he uh, is in the almost afterlife. His uh, dad Han Solo talks to him hmm. in that state, limbo state, and then they, so they reworked it to that, and it worked out much better. And the rumor is that they kept it that way. Interesting. So. We'll see. Again, that's rumors, and sometimes people can throw fifty things up in the air. You just find you get one that sticks. You get one that sticks. Okay, Harrison Ford is back, and he does talk to him in his sleep. We got it. But the other forty-nine things we threw up, and eh, not maybe not as quite as mm-hmm. work quite as well. Um, is Luke definitely dead? Yeah, he's dead. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard the theories like, oh, well, his hand wouldn't have disappeared. Yeah, uh, his metal hand wouldn't have disappeared. It would have mm-hmm. just fallen. Mm. It was like, well, I don't know. Like his other clothes, the only thing that didn't disappear was the robe. Everything else disappeared. Did he do a force teleport? Yeah. I would say there's maybe a 5% chance he's still alive. Not impossible. Not impossible, but unlikely. Well, and, and Mark Hamill has been seen in an interview from quite a while back where he, he said that he asked JJ, he said, can, can I come back? And I don't know if he's joking or if this is for real, but he said, hey, I asked him, hey, can I be brought back to life in, in this in this next movie? And JJ was like, no, you're def- you're definitely dead. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, oh, man. he kind of was like that, that like, ah, oh, kind of shrugs it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So whether that's just Mark Hamill just doing a really good job of throwing everyone off the trail mm-hmm. of what they're actually planning Either way, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. Um, so yeah, so we if there is a, a slight, I mean, maybe they do throw a slight hint of Baby Yoda in there in some capacity. But again, they don't want to have any spoilers. They don't want us to know what happens to Baby yeah, Yoda because by the time Rise of Skywalker takes place, Baby Yoda would be like eighty. Yeah, still pretty young. Yeah, like he's you know he's in his. Like, that's 20s for... Yeah, maybe not even. He might be, I guess, 30 more years. He might be, like, a teenager. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. I've also read that we're going to get a, a lot more 
Baby Yoda for quite a while longer on the Mandalorian, and that they even want to show him as a as a kid, like past Baby Yoda stage. Mm-hmm. So as a young kid, Baby Yoda maybe rebelling a little bit against Mandal- yeah, kind of like they did with Groot. Yeah, you know, there's a that's a great uh, comparison. Yeah, where we saw Baby Groot, we saw the rebellious teenager Groot. There's a little bit of that in there, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Here's a couple of questions. Also, I have I wanted to throw at you. Um, Leia, Leia training Ray definitely in this film. It seems like we've got, seen enough. Got it. Got to be. Yeah. Definitely. Um, if nothing else, just teaching her more of the the spiritual side of mm-hmm. of the Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We even see a shot in one of the promos where Leia is holding a lightsaber in mm-hmm. her hand. Yeah. So, uh, do you you mentioned a while back you thought the Millennium Falcon would would it could finally go would be gone I think, I in think. this film. You still think that? I think I would say there's a high possibility because the I mean the in the original trilogy mm-hmm. it was supposed to be destroyed uh, in the Death Star two explosion. Yeah. Wow. So I'm wondering if the, now they're now that they're tying up everything mm-hmm. now is it time to say goodbye to the Falcon? Will we get another major character casually? We got one in the last two films. Or at least we yeah. think we got one in the last film. Uh, I mean, like I said before, I almost 100% 3PO's gone. Mm-hmm. He's completely toast? Yeah. Not just reprogrammed? Do you think he's completely uh, toast? Yeah, he's going to be toast. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that the, there's a lot of stuff with him with Chewie's uh, bandolier and crossbow. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't Chewie have that? Yeah. Does Chewie and the Falcon go out together doing something, doing some amazing feat? Yeah. Does Chewie now that that's his ship for the first time, you know, yeah. that's his ship, does he do something where you know, he says, "Hey, you all go. Mm-hmm. I got this." And you know, complete some mission. Does Chewie uh play a game of cards with Lando and lose the Falcon back to Lando? Or what about this? Does Chewie die saving Ben Solo? Yeah. Yeah, cuz that was that I mean, he was like his uncle. I mean, he he helped raise him practically. Uh, because in the the legends, the old mm-hmm. can no longer canon. Yeah, that was how Chewie died was saving one of the saving some of the solo kids. So it's already been used before in the past uh, in the past previous canon. Mm-hmm. So it's not, and they've they've picked and cherry picked mm-hmm. in the past on on uh, the stories that were used in the legends. So that wouldn't be unusual. Um, so yeah, so if this is the end of this particular the Skywalker saga, and then any movies that will come out in the future would take place in another part of the galaxy, covering some other stories in the galaxy, not so much the Skywalker kind of mm-hmm. part of the galaxy. Then they wouldn't be utilizing as many of these legacy characters. Uh, Lando now he, now Billy D. Williams hinted that he was fine and safe in this film, that he was going to be fine. He see, hinted. He hinted that in an interview. See, for the longest time, I've thought to myself, "There's no way they kill Lando." Yeah, because they they would. I mean, the fan base would was already up in arms for Luke Skywalker. He was supposed to die also in Return of the Jedi. I see. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. he he was supposed to die with the Falcon. So it was supposed uh, to be a thing where like that yeah. was his ship. Yeah, and then he so he destroys the Death Star. But then when they're trying to get out, they don't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they rewrote it because they wanted it it to be all happy and him mm-hmm. to be a part of the celebration afterwards. Mm-hmm. So what if him and Chewie go out together? 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because I had asked him, said, would you do any more films that are continuation after this one with Lando's character? And he said, well, my first answer, you know, I think is no. But then, you know, these movies make enough money, anything's possible. So never say never is what he said to that, more or less. He also said that he was really afraid to do this film. He was really scared to do this film because he didn't want himself as Lando to look look slouchy, mm-hmm. uh, to somehow look you know kind of embarrassing, I guess. Yeah. So he was really uh, he 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 was scared about coming back and, and kind of doing an injustice to the character. Um, but he said that he had his own imagination of what it, where Lando had been in the past between Return of the Jedi and this film, and he kind of saw him sort of as this entrepreneur that went out in the galaxy and opened more casinos. And Oh, yeah. I'm sure he, <clears throat> I'm sure he's doing perfectly fine for himself. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's got a couple kids Yeah, in on different planets, maybe. Yeah. Is one of his kids in this film. Yeah. Because we don't know anything about uh, the the one character that has the space horses. Yeah, there's some new. There's a couple of. New, I mean, there's there's surprisingly um, a, some a lot of new for the last film in this trilogy. There's a surprising number of new people in this. Yeah, Dominic Monaghan. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, the the new girl. Then we've got Carrie Russell's character. Yeah, and I think the Carrie Russell, at least in the case of the Carrie Russell character, I think she's got some meat to her role. I don't think it's just a throwaway oh, yeah. throwaway small part. Um, Star Wars, their YouTube channel, they put up a an interview, and so you had your main people, so mm-hmm. Finn, Ray, Poe Dameron, mm-hmm. uh, and then a, a few others, but you also had her there. Yeah, and I was like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't make her a part of, the, and yeah. it was an interview in front of the Falcon at Disneyland, mm-hmm. and I was like, why would they pick her out of all the new characters? Why would they, yeah, have her in there? Yeah, of course, she worked with J.J. Abrams and um, on previously mm-hmm. so they have a, a history together so somebody that he was comfortable working with um so yeah so it, interesting and she's a great actress too so anything she brings to the movie is going to be a positive mm-hmm. um in my opinion uh i that was my only concern right now about that is that there was too many new people yeah yeah do you, do you, how much do you really have to give them to do yeah and how much do you give them to do to where it doesn't take away from your your main core characters your that main we've, core characters you know that we've spent two movies now with already yeah now one of the things I'm most excited about is that we're going to get the uh, the the trifecta of the new generation of characters in more scenes together yes and more fully formed now mm-hmm. of you know who they are Poe Poe yeah. po, mm-hmm. Leia has groomed groomed him to become mm-hmm. like the command of yeah. of the resistance more mature less like gung-ho like shoot now think later yeah and then finn now has really embraced being part of the resistance yeah and you see in some of these tv promos i think one of the ones we just watched you see a little more growth in the finn character where he's making a kind of a speech of sorts in one of those scenes where it looks like there's some maturity which is something you want to see in his character because i felt like at least in the the first half of of, uh last jedi i thought his character had kind of taken a, a a few steps back rather than a few steps forward. Yeah, he he maturity. was less about, you know, helping the cause and more about where's my friend at. Yeah. And I think in this one, he's even stated, like, part of his new costume and everything is he's embracing being part of this resistance. Yeah. Very much like Daisy, uh, Ray has now embraced uh, the way of the, the Force. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Whereas a movie ago, she thought it meant just moving rocks. Is this going to be the first Star Wars trilogy that has no like significant romance? See, that's the thing too. Is from the original like Force Awakens script and novel, there was supposed to be some sort of romance between Poe and Rey. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that a while back or recently, and then that hasn't been. It would seem like it would be late in the the story to yeah. inter- introduce that now. Um, so I don't know, maybe. Maybe uh, there's a hint of it somewhere, uh, and that's all they give us. Um, or maybe it's it's uh, Ray don't need no man. Yeah, and that's you know she's if she's a Jedi and she's got a lot lot of work to do in helping rebuild that the the new version of the Jedi religion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe she doesn't need it. You know, and, and that's that's fine. That's absolutely fine. You don't have to have that in every Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. Do we? I don't think we do. Here's one. Uh, this one is that was. This is three days ago. This is another team spot. They fly now. They fly now. Yeah, I'm gonna back up on that. They fly now. They fly now. Flying stormtroopers. So this I kind of have a problem with. Yeah. So because the jet troopers. Like, they've been around in, like, Clone Wars and mm-hmm. Rebels, which are, yeah. Kathy Kennedy has said, those are canon. Yeah. So why are they so kind of taken aback, like, these are new a new thing? Ah, uh, yeah. They haven't been in the movies. Right. In the live action. Right. So it, it would seem like they're, they're, they're basically setting it up in this new version of the, of the canon that they're just now being introduced in the the timeline. Yeah, and I mean Poe is also like he's a seasoned uh you know fighter. He's yeah. been, he's been in in the military Part, for a while. He's been you with would, the resistance yeah, in the fight for a long, you, long you time. You think yeah. he would have even just maybe heard of them, maybe not seen them. Yeah. Like type. I would have liked it if maybe Finn freaked out and Poe was like, "Oh yeah, you haven't seen those or mm-hmm. something something like that." Like maybe some, you know, some kind of little snarky, not this is kind of like the um I call it like the Marvel humor. Yeah, it's a little bit of a slip up for people that really follow things really closely. They're gonna they're gonna notice that. And this is kind of like when you say the Marvel humor, it's kind of like they dumb it down a little bit for the live action stuff for the audience that doesn't follow it as closely. Even the following the actual just live action themselves really closely would find that kind of strange. But mm-hmm. yeah, so this is kind of one of the things where. It's a little bit like mm, that might be the the uh, Chewbacca not getting a hug, yeah. Part of the Rise of Skywalker and the Chewbacca not getting a medal, part of this film where it's like the fans are going to kind of be like, wait a minute, this was already this should have already been at least for the veterans, like you said, mm-hmm. like in the case of Poe should have already been noticed. And you could, like I said, you could still play that for humor, like by having Finn freaking out mm-hmm. and then just have Poe. You know, being like, calm down. Yeah, they, yeah, they've been around. It'd still be funny. It'd be yeah. hilarious if it was like, wait, you, where you've been? You know, have that. And then Chewbacca kind of like, did you know about this too? And Chewbacca kind of like mim- mocking yeah. him a little bit would be Chewbacca mocking anybody is hilarious. Oh yeah, anytime. So yeah, so that could be you know sort of a and then Ray just sort of rolling her eyes and kind of back to work kind of attitude. Confronting fear. Destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. It's okay that we're here. 
It's okay that you're here. It's good. Did she do that to us? Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Get tickets now. See, like that, I didn't mind. Yeah, so then again, there's some humor there that they show us in the trailer, so we can kind of see some of the humor that J.J.'s bringing into it. Well, and you're also seeing, uh, again, Ray's growth with the Force. She's, yeah. Because that's that's an advanced Force technique, the mind control. Yeah, that's a very Obi-Wan Kenobi-like level of Force tech, force uh, IQ. And it's it's, I guess you could consider that's kind of like uh, supposed to symbolize like in Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. when Luke was able to do that, it was like, oh, now Luke is a Jedi because yeah. he can do that. Yeah, exactly. In Return of the Jedi, we see him do that, and you're like, oh, he's this is he's moved up to the next level of that. So, in in JJ, uh, I've always felt, and they're outside of that one slip up there. But then the second one we see with the Force, that's that really worked. That humor there works really well. Uh, JJ, I always felt was better with humor. Uh, interjecting humor mm-hmm. into Star Wars than Ryan Johnson was. Yes. So that's one of the things I'm really excited about him coming in. Yeah. And he's got his his strengths and weaknesses too, just like Ryan Johnson and George Lucas. Uh, but one of his strengths is he's he's really good about the hum- getting the humor. Oh, definitely. Uh, while I'm a Last Jedi defender, there mm-hmm. there's some bad humor in there. Yeah. So uh, I can definitely vouch for, yeah, J.J. is much better at doing the humor. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just that one piece that didn't work for me, but in the context of a two-and-a-half-hour movie, mm-hmm. in a 30-second spot, it's tough to keep that. You know, it's not mm-hmm. in the context of the movie. It might work better in the movie. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. We'll see how, how it's presented in the movie. And then that, that probably works really well for a younger audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They probably think it's good. I mean, it's going to get some chuckles in the, even after it already being in the promo, it's still going to get some chuckles in the theater from the younger audience for sure, mm-hmm. and some of the older audience. Mm-hmm. So. Thunder Pop was not recorded in front of a studio or audience. Said a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, a guy named Vader tried to kidnap a rebel princess, Leia. So she employed a droid to record her a quick note. She said, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Go! Hyperspace Zoom, set up some battle plans in an R2. C-3PO saying they're doomed until they're bought by a farmer named Luke. Hey! His force is strong. Obi-Wan hasn't heard that name in long. Solo shoots first, don't say that I'm wrong. It took him 12 prospects for his castle wrong. Well, sure, Chewie was charting the course. Luke learned the way of the force. Blew up the Death Star, he had no remorse. He got a medal, he's ready for more. Strike back, rebels on Hoffer attack. Yoda shows up and talks back. Words battle with Boba Fett, put up a fight. Hank got frozen cover night. Burr, wasn't the plan. Suddenly Luke is in need of a hand. Leno Carissian led them to slaughter and Darth Vader said to Luke, I am the father. What? We actually, pa- <clears throat> we actually paused so I could run and do a, a quick restroom break. Uh, which doesn't happen very often, but today I drank a lot of a lot of liquids, and I really had. I was like, I, I'm gonna hate it if I have to do the rest <laughs> of the show having to go pee that bad. Have Have you? Do you have a system when you go to a movie, like especially a Star Wars movie, like the first screening of a Star Wars movie? Do you have a system how to do your liquids throughout the day and then before the film to where you don't have to? I mean, have a pee break in the middle of the movie. Essentially, I try to go. Like, literally right when the uh, trailers start. Yeah, like you like, get up, you go sit down, then you get settled in, but then you go get up and go do a last minute. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
most movies I'll I'll maybe go once, but for like event films like Star Wars and mm-hmm. stuff, I'll I'll stay the whole time through. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm going to see like an art house film or something like The Irishman, I might I might just let it go for I'll find a scene where I think there's a slowdown. Yeah, Irishman, I I definitely had to just run out real quick cuz yeah, I I was at uh I saw it like a month ago at yeah. Alamo and mm-hmm. yeah, I had to just run out and run right back in. Find a spot where you think there might be less going on. This mm-hmm. scene might be just some some kind of filler, and then you can kind of get back in there. Yeah. So uh, the old last film that got me, where I messed up and it couldn't, I couldn't hold it, was Batman versus Superman. Tell me, do you bleed? Mm. I I went as long as I could. It's like oh, I'm gonna have to get up. And I ran out and took a restroom break. And I, I think I timed it kind of at a, to- a point where I kind of figured I could get back in. I missed something, though. And I did miss, like, one thing. I was like, damn, I missed that. So I don't remember exactly. It was something later in the film that I missed. I was like, oh. But yeah, usually on those films. I, so I have, I have a – I actually will take Saw Palmetto, which is a supplement mm. that helps you, like, strengthen, strengthens you down there in the uh-huh. kidneys a little bit. Huh. And allows you to be able to hold it if you need. So my backup is, first is I, I stopped drinking liquids like two hours before. I do the last minute trip to the restroom like you said. And then I make sure I take salt metal that day. Which helps you kind of hold it if you need to. Yeah, interesting. So if all else fails, and then I'll, I'll order food or drink or whatever while I'm in the theater. But I'll, I won't drink. I'll just sip a little bit on the beverage. And I'll hold off like like chugging it down until mm-hmm. I get like towards the second half of the film and then I'll start to drink more liquid chug it down a little more any more thoughts on this Rise of Skywalker oh man I'm just I'm ready for it to get here mm-hmm. and I, I really wonder like obviously during this hiatus what they're gonna what they're gonna be planning mm-hmm. uh, for big screen Star Wars I know yeah. they're, gonna, they're gonna give it a break for a few years yeah it seems like at this point that's where they're going is a break but I mean, I'm I'm definitely all for it. I'm I'm ready for it to to be done. Um, mm-hmm. I am enjoying the fact that the Mandalorian seems to have uh, kind of reunited the fan base. Yeah, yeah. Un- under Baby Yoda, isn't that refreshing? Yeah, to be in that that's maybe it's going to be very short lived. We'll see what happens with Rise of Skywalker, but. It's almost impossible, though, for them to do anything at this point that's going to have the fan base as united as Mandalorian did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Dave Filoni and, and uh, John Favreau, and kudos to them on the job they've done with Mandalorian. Uh, and I hear they're going to do more, like, they're going to be more involved now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kathy Kennedy steps down mm, middle of next year. Yeah, for Feige? Or uh, for... I think I think either Feige or uh, Favreau and and Filoni. And Filoni, yeah, as a kind of a buddy cop of of Star Wars oversight. Yeah, because you you have Filoni, who is George's. I mean, George protege told Filoni everything. Yeah, all of his ideas he gave to he, he Filoni. Know, he's got it all. Yep. Yeah, and that Yoda thing, sort of a George Lucas kind of giving the fans sort of something. Um, that they've always wanted was to get a little bit more backstory on Yoda's species and introducing that into the Mandalorian, I feel like is a very much a George Lucas, kind of like a wink from him to the fans, mm-hmm. like, here's something for you. Yeah. And I mean, this is, 
uh, I mean, it's a phenomenal show. I can't wait to see, you know, because we still haven't gotten uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who's supposed to be like the big imperial bad guy. Yeah. We haven't even seen him yet. Yeah, so that they haven't given us all of the uh, prizes in the closet yet for that for the first season of that yeah. show. Yeah. No, I'm I'm really excited for that. I'm excited for Rise of Skywalker. I have Jedi Fallen Order. I've only gotten to play a few hours yeah. of it, but so far it's it's amazing. I'm looking forward to finishing that. It's a good time right now, this day, this moment to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah, it's I pretty, mean that, that video game alone. That's the best Star Wars video game they've had in, gosh, al- almost 15 years, mm-hmm. I would say. And then uh, hopefully, and then the Mandalorian ended up being great. So that's mm-hmm. two out of three. Yeah. If they can hit this one too, that's three for three this year. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think that there is going to be a, a a parting in the near future of Cat for for Kathleen Kennedy. But do you get the feel feeling like with with Disney that it's like when you start a new job? Like when I start a new job, I don't do my best work until a year in, six months in. Um, you start to get better at the job two or three months in, but you do your best work like later, not in the beginning. I mean, I do think she she's learned a little bit, and mm-hmm. I think the best thing she's did done with Mandalorian was she got two people who are very passionate about the the property. Yeah, she picked them mm-hmm. and then left them alone to yeah. do their thing. Yeah, she, and think, you you got to trust those guys. I think she you have to trust throughout them. the the movie making. She was she didn't really. She was too much involved. Yeah, even with JJ and Force Awakens, from what I understand. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, her job as the executive producer is supposed to be pick the people you trust yeah. in their vision and let them do it. Let them do the work. Yeah, hire the right people and then let them do the work. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you saw this. We talked about the show before because I mentioned the Marvel episode that they did in Atlanta for the Chef series mm-hmm. on Netflix. Yeah, I watched it. So they have a now. They did one. I watched the other. I just finally caught it the other day. The one with Dave Filoni at oh. at, at George Lucas Ranch. I have not seen that one. Yeah. So there's an episode uh, that's also part of that. That that's what's on there right now for the and the chef is a TV series inspired by the movie The Chef, John Favreau's great film The Chef. And if you're a foodie, you know that that movie's for you. The Chef is the, is mm-hmm. the film for all foodies. But it, the the series that's a reality cooking show based on the movie um, hosted by John Favreau and his friends that appear on there. He does one with Dave Filoni out at Lucasfilm Ranch oh. at the ranch. Wow. And it, yeah, as, as, as much as I enjoyed the Marvel one, oh, the Star Wars centric one blows the Marvel one away. you got to catch, so you got to catch that when you have some time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was so good. So they had, uh, just to give you a little teaser, George Lucas uh, has a organic farm on his ranch like a huge organic farm, and so the the chef, the the actual real chef that works with Favreau on the show, and that was his inspiration for the movie The Chef. He um, picks out stuff from the organic farm, and he cooks uh, like a like a, a uh, he cooks a meal just using things from George Lucas's ranch and farm. Wow, including meat that came from his cattle. Wow. So that's the whole episode yeah. is him making a dessert and then making a anything he could find there at the ranch he, he used and made him made him this great meal. And uh, we see some of the crew from Mando behind the scenes coming in to eat mm-hmm. after they prepare, after he makes and prepares some of these foods. So, oh, yeah. I need to see that. Actually, you know what? It was it was when Filoni's doing uh, the new Clone Wars. So it was, oh, around, okay. it was around that time, I think, when because his crew that he was working with on that comes. In. But anyway, yeah, it's, I recommend that. And yeah, you got to check that out. It's a good episode. 
It's time for agree or disagree for those asses right now. Right here, I got a list for the 113th episode, Agree or Disagree. Getting into uh, away from Star Wars for a minute and into some DC talk. All right. The Rock, you know, of course they're gonna they're gonna get the we're gonna get the Black Adam film, and we've known that for a while, mm-hmm. and we've we have heard the Rock attached to it for a long time yep. now. Even before Shazam was officially cast, yeah, the Rock was attached to Black Adam, mm-hmm. and so and the story I always heard was he was given a choice between Shazam and Black Adam, and he wanted to be Black Adam, mm-hmm. so. He did the Black Adam. So The Rock wants Kevin Hart to be in the Black Adam with him. Mm. So I want to ask you, and they're good buddy. They're great friends. Mm-hmm. They're one of Hollywood's most notable romances mm-hmm. in 2019. So how do you, do you agree or disagree that that could be a saturation of these two guys together in movies? By doing by appearing by him appearing in some capacity in Black Adam. So, I'm gonna agree that they should not be in Black Adam together. I'm gonna disagree on the saturation part because yeah. I think they can they can do a movie another movie together because yeah. they have that chemistry. They can be the Jerry Lewis and. I don't know who was uh, was in Dean was Dean Martin I think Dean Martin yeah. Jerry Lewis they made a ton of films together because they yeah. had they had good on screen chemistry yeah but put that put there's a place for that and it's not in a big IP yeah that needs to be and honestly that plays better for something that's not a big IP because you take some comedy store uh, yeah. story and what better way to sell tickets to your story than you have you know marketable duo mm-hmm. as your leads. With superhero movies, you don't need that to to sell the movie. What you need is you need one big star or name, mm-hmm. and then you, you need a cool story and cool effects and all of that. Put people into that world. You don't need two guys who have good chemistry playing humor off of one another. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Especially I... considering the tone, I think they're going for because I believe they're going for a darker tone than like say Shazam. Than what Shazam was, yeah, and it's a standalone for Black Adam. It's mm-hmm. not Black Adam in the Shazam sequel. It's a standalone, and from what I understand, we'll get the Black Adam film, and then we'll get the two meeting each other finally. I guess in the second Shazam. Yeah. So it'll be sort of a setup for that, which I like that they're, like it they're, they're like it that they're doing it that way. I could see that happening in the future with Venom. Uh, in Spider-Man, mm-hmm. in the Tom Holland version of Spider-Man, and then finally colliding in a future Spider-Man film. Yeah, definitely. Number two, Ghostbusters. We have official title now for oh, Ghostbusters. Okay. The working title for a long time was Ghostbusters 2020, but now we know, are you ready for this? That it is officially now going to be titled Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, so here's my question based on that. Is the official title now? We know this is the official title now for the forthcoming Ghostbusters, and yes, we will be getting Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, Andy Potts. Uh, still no uh, talk of Rick Moranis, who's retired from acting, and I know they were trying to get him to do it, but he's not mentioned in this article. So if he does appear in it, it'll be a surprise for everyone. Um, but they're all—all all those people are returning to the original franchise, and it's believed that Jason Reitman will be using old footage of Harold Ramis. People have speculated on that for a long time. Do you agree that they will be making Harold Ramis's character an actual ghost 
that will somehow come back to assist the gang on this new mission. Actually, I can agree with that. Yeah. That sounds very plausible if the Ramus estate is fine with it, which they, my understanding was they always had good relationships, like those, with the that, right, that with group. The right, yeah, yeah. With the, that group, yeah. So, I mean, if, if they have the okay to use that old footage mm-hmm. and he's kind of like a Ghostbusters ghost, then mm-hmm. I could definitely see that. Kind of like a force ghost for Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like their own version of Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, help it, helping out the uh, the Ghostbusters get the ghosts. In some capacity. And, of course, this one they keep saying, uh, very much like what they've done in the recent history with Star Wars movies, where it's sort of a handoff from the older generation to a new generation. And that's the Ghostbusters that a lot of the hardcore fans always wanted, that they didn't get with the previous uh, attempt at mm-hmm. a reboot. Uh, so that now they're going to give that, and they're going to have a much younger cast that I think this film is probably going to be more focused on, and it's going to be very similar to what they did with the Star Wars films, where there's going to be kind of a, okay, we're coming in to kind of show you the way, kind of get you off on your own as a, as a Ghostbuster. Yep, and then ha- hand the ropes off. It's honestly, it's what they should have done instead of doing the reboot. Yeah, and they, so they're finally like saying, okay, we got it wrong the last time, we heard you, we're doing it now for you. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of worried that's what that's what they're doing with bad boys for life as well as as a handoff they're doing a handoff movie because from my understanding the people the the younger people who are uh singing the the bad boys theme yeah will smith tells them to don't ever do that my understanding is those people have much bigger roles than they're showing in the trailer and wow that, that those are like his protégés Hopefully, though, not too much. Yeah. Because I want to see everybody. I mean, I, I know I want to see Will and, and Martin up there again doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one, I think one of the best buddy cop duos of all oh, time. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's up there with the, the Lethal Weapons and the the uh, the Jackie Chan and, and Chris Tucker. Well, and the thing, too, is uh, they got to, like, the, the Lethal Weapons series, they got to have... Those final ones where you could tell they were—they mm-hmm. were like, "Yep, we're—we're we're getting, we're get, we're getting old." You can see it sort of in the trailers, mostly with Martin Lawrence. Yeah, talking about retiring. Yeah, finally, and and so on and so forth. Yeah, and they have a another spinoff series with uh, the two of the female, um, one of the female characters from the original Bad Boys that's teamed up with uh, another lady, and they're they're uh, they're in a their own show, its own their own series, but it's from the Bad Boys universe. Oh, interesting! It's actually part of Spectrum's um, new streaming, or kind of their own version, like, like channel. Yeah, their own channel okay. that they have a Spectrum channel, and that one of the other I know original programs on on Spectrum is the uh, Mad About You sequel series. Huh. Uh, where it's now they're empty nesters after their grown daughter is going off to school, and they're they're once again alone. This time as empty nesters. So that series actually is already on uh, on Spectrum's original channel. So they're yeah they're trying to do some stuff on there as well. Uh, number three, and by the way, next year from January all the way through the year is going to be the year of the sequel. Yeah, more than and it's interesting because. This year coming up is going to be one of the biggest gaps we've had in a while where there's not Avengers, there's no Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So it seems like, okay, the, the big studios are like, what are we going to do? We don't have a new Star Wars film next year. We don't have a, uh, we don't have a new Avengers movie Honest, next year. Honestly, if, if I'm every studio not named Disney, yeah. now is the time to like strike. 
Yeah, strike with anything you were wanting to do for a while, and it seems like that's what everybody's any, doing. Yeah, any any action property because yeah, like Star Wars and Marvel, it's going to be pretty light for very rare for that to happen. You don't get that very often, and Marvel will eventually ramp back up. We're going to get Black Widow, uh, you know, later in the year, but there is a little bit of an unusual haven't had yeah. this in a while gap in the market, and so yeah, so we're getting next year. We're getting Coming to America. We're getting Bad Boys for Life, which will, I think, be the first one in January. There's the Top Gun Maverick. There's the Ghostbusters, which we just mentioned, and a couple of two or three others that I'm not even thinking of right offhand that are from that same sort of kind of like the IPs that, that are having, have been kind of on the shelf for a while that are being brought back with some sort of you know concept. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's it's the perfect time for, you know, you put out your new James Bond movie. Uh, um, yeah, exactly. You know, any stu- yeah, any studio that's not Disney, because they essentially, like, blew a, a lot of what they had this year. They were, you know, throwing out, you know, Avengers, mm-hmm. and Spider-Man with Sony, but Marvel took a big little chunk of that. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars, you had Frozen 2, which yeah. just broke a bunch of records. Yeah, huge. Aladdin, Lion King, like all this stuff, and, Ni- and Knives Out did quite well too. It it, it came obviously there was no way it was going to beat a Frozen two. No, but but it did it really was well. Kind of counter programming though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's counter- like that was the movie. Anybody who goes to a movie on with, on Thanksgiving probably went and saw that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's gotten really good reviews. And I'm I'm happy for Ryan Johnson. I'm 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 liking the Ryan Johnson redemption that he's getting right now with with Knives Out. I, I think that he's getting with Oh, yeah, out. absolutely. Uh, I saw it, you know, two months ago at Fantastic mm-hmm. Fest. Mm-hmm. I saw it again Monday night. Yeah. And, yeah, it was a packed house, mm-hmm. and everybody had a good time with the movie. Yeah, and I actually liked the guy. I liked the person, Ryan Johnson. I think he's very talented. I didn't agree with all the things he did with Last Jedi and the direction he took, but I know it's also there's a lot of people that really love what he did with Last Jedi. Oh, yeah, and, and I think he, he was at Fantastic Fest mm-hmm. for... Not just the day his movie was showing, yeah. but several days, you know, yeah. singing karaoke at the yeah. highball. And so, you know, he's a likable person. Very likable guy. Yeah, absolutely. Number three, getting into, uh, back into DC, The Batman. Yes. So we're going to get the new The Batman with Robert Pattinson uh, as The Batman. And how many more times can I say The Batman? Yeah. <laughs> Using The before The Batman. Yeah. But anyway, The Batman... According to Robert Pattinson, he said, and this was via MovieWeb, he said, the Batman, not a superhero. And he's saying this, of course, because Batman, unlike, you know, unlike a Wonder Woman or Superman, does not have actual supernatural powers. All of their powers were, all their strengths are their gadgets and their uh, military IQ and, and their their ability to to uh, combat and fighting. Do you agree or disagree though that Batman not a superhero? See, it's tough because I did not read that whole article, so I'm not sure like what the context of him saying all of that was. Yeah. Uh, for all I know, he was saying that because this story is mostly pertaining to the detective, which I've heard is yeah. pertaining to the detective side. So it's more mm-hmm. about him being the world's greatest detective mm-hmm. who can also fight. Um, but, I mean, Batman's superpower is his mind. Yeah. Um, more so than anything. Uh, so, I mean, I've always considered him a superhero. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would say there are plenty of people out there who are heroes that you may not may or may not call super 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, without knowing the context, I would say I disagree. Yeah. With, because, I mean, Batman's a superhero. Well, then you're getting into Iron Man and saying Iron Man's not a superhero. Yeah. And Tony Stark, you know, being definitely the Bruce Wayne of the Marvel world. Yeah. Um, so, and not and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne's not the Tony Stark of the DC world. Yeah. He was he was more famous first. Yeah, exactly. Um, way more famous. But yeah, the, I like what they did with, with, uh, with Tony Stark also in, in the Marvel movies. And I am Iron Man. There, there we go. Um, so thoughts and advice. I was reading another article this week. And it was, you know, they did that live action remake of Aladdin. Yes. The actor that played oh, yeah. in that film, the role of Aladdin. Yeah, the actual Aladdin. He came out recently and said, you know, people think, because I, I was in this billion dollar film that was such a huge hit that I'm off and running now. And then I've, I'm just, I'm set. Yeah. But he said, I haven't had an audition since that film came out. Like, I haven't, literally have not even had a call for an audition. Uh, I mean, there's probably some actors here in Austin that have had more auditions and work than, than he has. But, so I, I felt, I read that and it's like, yeah, you know, it should be a surprise. But then at the same time, it's not a surprise, totally a surprise um, because of the way Hollywood works. But I got some, I got some advice for him. I got an idea. I wish I could be his, his, uh, his quasi business manager. I think what he needs to do is he's got some, he's got some notoriety, mm-hmm. obviously for the film that he was in. There's a lot of young people that are very aware of who he is and know him. I think he needs to go out on one of these um, trades websites where you post for people uh, to work on films. I think he needs to put out a call saying, "I want to make, you know, I want to start a kind of a mini production company, and I want to put together some shorts." funny shorts i think he needs to do something comedic and self-release them on something like funny or die or youtube uh one of these major platforms instagram all the above and do some funny clips some funny videos and get together with some talented young people that are struggling filmmakers writers especially people in the comedy world i think he needs to find some people who can write because i think a comedy video is your fastest way to go viral on the internet is to do some funny stuff either some really good musical parody or something funny just funny funny mm-hmm. and then he needs to even maybe if he can get someone to make a cameo an appearance on it another actor that has some notoriety like uh, ed helms from the office that's like not like uh ed helms is a guy you could probably get him to pick up the phone uh, maybe Steve Carell is a little busy. Maybe Will Ferrell, even Will Ferrell is a little busy. But you might be able to get Ed Helms, or you might be able to get, um, you know, Paul Rubens might jump on board and make it. And then that would give you a little more attention. And then suddenly, if you could get these young filmmakers to answer your call, let's make a little film. I know he's got enough money from Aladdin. I'm not saying he's got, you know, uh, Tom Cruise and, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. kind of money, but he's got a little money to where he can make a couple of shorts. Mm-hmm. And if he if he goes and interviews and meets the right people and teams up with five guys or, or ladies and work on a production making three or four funny shorts, I think that's a key how he could kind of elevate himself and maybe you know help himself to try to get in another job you know outside of a lad. So that's my advice: make some funny shorts. I know that's you know I'm not uh, Kevin Feige here giving you advice, but you know, that's my my thought on it. I mean, what do, how do you feel about the whole thing? I I think he needs to 
make a very serious phone call to his agent. Well, that too. I thought that too. I was like, damn, who's his agent? You got him Aladdin, and you can't get him an audition? Well, at least on a, a walk-on on a show... Like something doing something like a like a Twilight Zone on CBS Access, yeah. maybe make, playing a smaller part in one in a one off, or um, something. And yeah, a, I'm wondering is his is his agent because he got the Aladdin role? Is he only seeking out like, yeah, he needs to be a main character in in these roles. Yeah, like, is he trying you know, to? Is he shooting too far? Yeah, and, and too fast. Yeah, because people were gonna see Aladdin regardless of who's playing Aladdin. Yeah, you need to go out there. And, Get work. Well, you need, just being in front of the camera and being out there in front of people, so people are becoming more and more aware of you. So even if it's going on to be a judge on some talent show, like for a couple of weeks, uh, maybe he's on, on the Mass Singer and he comes out and judges a couple of weeks on the Mass Singer, just something like that, and then people start to see you because Hollywood forgets quick. Mm-hmm. And that sh- in show business in general, they they used to tell us when I was out pounding the pavement as an actor here in Austin, and I had an agent. And uh, uh, Barbara Brinkley, um, they used to always, or Barbara Gray, sorry, Barbara Brinkley was the casting director. Barbara Gray was the a- actual agent. So they used to always uh, tell you in these acting classes and workshops, you need to be constantly marketing yourself because they forget about you so quickly. Even if you just did something big, like for me, I, got, I was in a commercial and I did America's Most Wanted. And so things were going really good for me for, for a little bit. But then a couple of months passed and I hadn't been anything, I hadn't done anything. And like I needed to be sending postcards to my agent. I needed to be uh, calling my agent every couple of weeks and say, "Hey, just check it on, see how things are going." So you you do as an actor, you or anybody in the industry, you constantly have to be marketing yourself. So, and I don't know that that article coming out may help them because it you know in the case of Geoffrey Owens, uh, Jeffrey Owens um, from the Cosby Show, who played Elvin on the Cosby Show, who I thought was a very funny character, he was he it went viral when that lady took that terrible did that terrible thing to him and took the photo of him working at Trader Joe's as a as he was working at Trader Joe's and they went viral and everybody was was making fun of him because he's like oh this guy was on the Cosby show and now he's working at Trader Joe's and blah 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 so as a result of that though he was offered a job from Tyler Perry on one of his shows and I I don't know I at first I heard he wasn't going to take the job the last I heard, he actually was going to take the job. But same thing. I don't know if this article could have the Je- Jeffrey Owens kind of effect for him, where somebody <laughs> sit- sitting around somewhere didn't even like, realize, oh, wow. This guy doesn't, he's, he was good. I saw that. He was good in that. I, I, I got a role perfect for him. Mm-hmm. And even if it's like a indie film, but it's got some budget behind it, and that there's something a little different that they want him to do, or another voice on an animated series, or a Netflix show. Netflix maybe has a part for a series they're developing. So something could come just from this article. No, definitely. So anyway, Johnny, thank you once again for joining us for 113. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You're losing your voice there. Yeah. Kind of, kind of at the end. <laughs> uh, talking all day. And now. Yeah. Johnny's constantly yeah, out. Fade, fading. <laughs> constantly pounding the pavement himself. And so, yeah, he's talking to people all day for him to come in. We should get you some herbal tea. Uh, and uh, me having to pee through this whole episode. <laughs> Literally through this whole episode. I'm wearing a Depends undergarment right now. Everybody have a good day, hour, second, millisecond. Good night. Later.
okay, I lied. And Thunderpop is a Hit the Bricks production. It was like, I could feel it. And I was like, oh, no, my voice is going out. Oh, man. <laughs>